Podcast Network Asia. What's up? Welcome to the courtroom. I am Theo. And I'm Oj. And in this podcast, we tell the stories about people's life, liberty, and property. Kikwentohan namin kayo about court rulings in a way that will make you understand jurisprudence like a nine-year-old. So join us as we delve into true crime, political controversies, and all things started the chismis every week. Ikaw ba, Oj, mahilig ka mag-travel? Oo naman, pag may time. Sige, ano ang pinakapaborito mong destination? Local or international? Max, may pa-choice. <laughs> Local syempre, kasi it's more fun in the Philippines, di ba? Wala akong specific destination na favorite eh. Gusto ko yung antaas ng energy ko. <laughs> Lahat favorite ko. Oh, pwede na ba? <laughs> Pero dahil ang init, I guess ang gusto kong puntahan, if I could travel right now, is Boracay. Ikaw ba? Ako sa totoo lang, ano, baka hindi mo pa napuntahan to eh. Pakahirap ng akin eh. Manila. Hindi <laughs> ka lumayun eh. Again, talaga. Seryoso, pero ang ganda kasi ng Manila eh. I mean, ang rich nung history, ang daming cultural and heritage sites, saka isang bus lang away, nandun na ako. Totoo naman yun. Although, ako kasi, aside from that, gusto ko din yung nature, mountain, beach, yung mga resort or nature park. Yan yung mga trip ko eh. Well, ako kasi, I'm a hotel kind of girl eh. Gusto ko yung at the end of my tourist adventure, I can soak in a hot bath, dine atop a skyscraper, then sobrang lambot nung kama, may turn down service pa, di ba? Parang masaya nga yan. So, hotel hopper ka? Grabe, hotel hopper. Yeah, man. <laughs> Hindi, Wait. wala akong pera pang hotel. <laughs> Since hotel expert ka naman, saan ba yung pinaka-favorite hotel mo? Sa Manila ba? Hindi, sa Baguio. <laughs> Siyempre sa Manila. Sabi mo yun yung favorite destination mo. Ako siguro kung Manila, sa Sheraton Manila Bay. Bilang doon ako last nagstay before the pandemic. Hindi ko lang sure kung open sila for staycation na. Pero they have the best facilities wow! and sobrang favorite ko yung top floor restaurant nila. Basta great place, great service, great ambiance, definitely 5 star for me. Sponsored ad na to? Di nga eh, pero baka naman, Sheraton. <laughs> Ikaw ba? Sabi mo, resort yung mga trip mo eh. Saan ba yung gusto mo? Ako, di ko to favorite hotel ah. Kasi di ko pa natatry mag-stay dun eh. But I heard maganda daw sa Shangri-La Boracay. So, uh, kung babalik ako sa Bora, that's somewhere I'd definitely like to stay. Oy, sama naman ako dyan. Pilitin mo ko. <laughs> Sige na, kahit tagabuhat lang ng bag. Oo naman, pati mga courtmates natin, dun tayo magre-record ng episode along the shore and the waves. Naks, ang yaman. O, narinig niyo yung courtmates, libre daw ni Ocho. <laughs> Pero, teka nga, baka nagtataka na sila. Bakit nga ba usapang hotel ang topic natin ngayon? Bukod, syempre, sa gusto naman nating makakontribute in our own uh, simple ways to promote tourism, we also want to educate our travelers on the obligations and liabilities of a hotel, especially with regards to their safety and security. Tama. Pero bago yan, konting disclaimer lang, courtmates ha. This case happened noong 2012 pa. And I for one, know that the hotel involved in this case has since employed the most strictest safety and security measure to ensure that their guests are comfortable and safe in their property. Sadly, this hotel is temporarily closed due to the pandemic. But one fateful day, almost 22 years ago, 
One hotel room stood witness to the gruesome murder of a Norwegian man. That man was Christian Harper. And this is the case of Makati Shangri-La Hotel versus Ellen Joan Harper. In the first week of November 1999, Christian Frederick Harper, a 30-year-old business development manager of an engineering firm, came to Manila on a business trip. He went to Shangri-La Hotel and checked in at room 1428. His departure was supposed to be on November 6, but he wasn't able to check out of the hotel alive. Christian was found murdered and stabbed to death inside his room ng mga di pa nakikilalang sospek. Teka, start tayo. Paano ba na-discover yung murder? Ganto kasi yan. Around 11am of November 6, 1999, may isang Caucasian na lalaki, about 30 to 32 years old, 5'4 ang height at nakasuot ng maroon na long sleeves, black denim pants at itim na sapatos ang pumunta sa Alexis Jewelry Store in Glorieta. Gusto daw niyang bilhin yung Cartier na ladies watch worth 320,000. Balak sana nung guy na gamitin yung Mastercard at American Express credit cards na nakapangalan kay Christian Harper. But yung sales lady at Alexis Jewelry, si Annalisa Lumba, finds the customer suspicious kasi di niya masagot yung mga tanong ng credit card representatives over the phone. Ang ginawa ni Annalisa, she asked for the passport of the customer and as suggested by the credit card representative, she put the card on hold. Siguro probably sensing trouble for himself, dali-daling umalis yung customer sa store. In fact, naiwan pa nga yung credit card and yung passport ni Christian Harper. Siyempre, in-inform yung family niya sa Norway about the incident. Christian's family attempted to call him at his hotel room. But since they are not getting any resp- response from the room, ni-request nila na i-check yung kwarto. Raymond Alarcon, the duty manager of Shangri-La Hotel, and a security personnel went to room 1428 at 11.27 a.m. and were shocked to discover Christian's lifeless body on the bed. The hotel security manager, Colonel Rodrigo de Guzman, initially investigated the murder and concluded that Christian got drunk with his visitors in his room the night before dahil sa mga empty bottles of wine sa trash can and mga cigarette butts. Dumating naman sa hotel ang team ni PO3 Carmelito Mendoza and SPO4 Roberto Hison to conduct police investigation. Nakita nila ang katawan ni Christian na nasa kama at nakabalot sa isang blanket. Nung tinaas nila yung blanket, they saw that Christian's eyes and mouth had been bound with electrical and packaging tapes, and yung hands and feet niya are tied with a rope. The police then checked the CCTV footage and found that Christian entered his room at 12.14am on November 6. Sinundan siya ng isang babae sa kanyang kwarto at 12.17am. Then, a Caucasian man entered the room at 2.48 a.m. Umalis yung girl at around 5.33 a.m. And yung Caucasian man at 5.46 a.m. Kinumperma naman ni Annalisa na yung Caucasian man nga sa CCTV is yung same man na nagtangkang bumili dun sa jewelry store nila gamit yung credit card and passport ni Christian. On August 30, 2002, nagsampa ng kaso yung family ni Christian sa Regional Trial Court to recover damages from Makati Shangri-La, alleging that the murderer succeeded to trespass into the room of 
Christian on account of the hotel's gross negligence. Their failure daw to provide the most basic security system to its guests and the acts or omission of its employees was the immediate cause of the tragic death of Christian. The RTC of Quezon City ruled in favor of the Harpers, holding the owner and operator of the five-star Shangri-La Hotel in Makati City liable for damages for the murder of Christian. And the Court of Appeals affirmed the decision. Now, Shangri-La seeks for the review of the CA's judgment. Bakit? Ano bang issue dito? Well, dalawang tanong eh, or issue na sasagutin ng Supreme Court dito. Firstly, if yung respondents in this case... Uh, which claims to be the wife and the son of Christian, were able to establish their legal relationship with the victim. And secondly, was Christian's untimely demise brought upon by his own negligence or is it by the hotels? Okay, so punta tayo sa first issue. Bakit may issue ng legal relationship? Hindi ba dapat as easy as mapakita mo lang yung marriage certificate mo or in case of affiliation, birth certificate lang, enough proof na to establish that they are the real family and heirs? Well, ganun lang sana kadali if they are Filipino nationals. Kasi andito lang naman sa Philippines yung mga public documents natin. Kaso, yung victim sa case na to is a Norwegian national. So, iba ang process of authentication. Sabi kasi ng Shangri-La, pursuant to the best evidence rule, hindi daw uubra yung mga documentary evidence ng mga Harpers. Ano bang mga pieces of evidence ang sinabmit sa case na to? The Harper submitted the birth certificate of the victim, Christian Frederick Harper, his marriage certificate to his wife, Ellen, the birth certificate of Jonathan Christopher Harper, yung son nila, and a certificate from the Oslo Probate Court that Ellen was married to the victim and that she and their son were the recognized heirs of the deceased. Anong naging issue sa documents na to? Nakapag-submit naman pala ng birth certificate and marriage certificate. Well, Kaso lang, yung marriage certificate daw is a mere translation of the original copy. So, inadmissible daw yon. Plus, yung mga documents were not duly attested by legal custodians. Ah, well, sino ba dapat ang mag-aattest sa mga gantong documents? Yung sa marriage certificate, dapat yung vicar of the parish of Alern in Norway. Kasi sila din yung nag-issue ng document eh. Then, yung sa probate court certificate, dapat i-attest ng judge of the probate court. Since the documents were not duly attested by the legal custodians, there is a clear violation daw, as per Shangri-La, of Section 24 and 25 of Rule 132 of the Revised Rules of Court, or yung tinatawag na hearsay rule. Well, yan ang argument ng kampo ng Shangri-La. Eh, ano namang sabi ng Supreme Court? As per the court, the pieces of evidence showed clear and competent proof naman that they are the victim's widow and son. Hence, entitled sila sa damages. Pero kala ko kulang sa attestation, so baliwala na lang yun. Di naman sa baliwala, but hindi din naman kasi totally devoid of authentication yung document. Well, sabagay, that's right. Kasi ba diba, the documents involved in this case were all kept in Norway. And while yes, they are translation, it was translated and authenticated by the Royal Norwegian Ministry of Foreign Affairs. The documents are accompanied by the authentication by the consul, uh, the embassy of the Republic of the Philippines in Stockholm, Sweden. And to that effect... Tanya Sorli from the Royal Ministry of Foreign Affairs, Oslo, is deemed authorized to legalize the official documents and those documents should be treated with validity. 
The court stressed that while they are not excused from complying with our rules, the court should consider the realities of litigating this case overseas. Siyempre, taga Norway yung mga Harpers and given na ang daming kailangan daanan just to have a document authenticated. But despite that, they were able to comply with all processes. Kaya naman, the Supreme Court deemed that there is every reason for a relaxed application of the rules regarding the issuance of the required attestation from the custodian of the documents. With regards naman sa filiation ng anak ni Harper, di ba sabi sa Article 172 of the Family Code, the filiation of the legitimate children shall be proved by any other means allowed by the rules of court and special laws. Okay, so anong meron dito? Wala na share ko lang. Char, di ba kasi sabi ng court na, na present naman daw nila yung birth certificate ni Jonathan, yung anak ng biktima at ni Ellen. Since those documents are presumably public documents naman sa Norway, then such evidence establish, uh, sufficiently establish the relationship and filiation of Ellen and Jonathan dun sa biktimang si Christian. So, settled na yung first issue. Second issue naman, sino ba talagang negligent sa kasong to? Yung Shangri-La ba o yung victim, si Christian? Well, the court ruled that Makati Shangri-La is liable for negligence. Kasi ba diba, bilang hotel, lalo na five-star hotel pa sila, yung tinatawag na reasonable care that the hotel must exercise for the safety and comfort of its guests should be commensurate dun sa quality of the accommodation it offers. That's right. The court reiterate that when one registered as a guest of the hotel, he makes the establishment the guardian of his life and his personal belongings during his stay. According sa findings ng trial court, The negligence stems down to Shangri-La's inadequate hotel security. More particularly, doon sa failure daw ng hotel to deploy sufficient security personnel. Actually, mismong si Colonel De Guzman, eh, yung chief security officer ng Shang, ang nagtestify na talagang kulang ang roving guards nila. Sabi pa ni Colonel De Guzman, he even recommended pa nga daw na dahil nga L-shape yung hallway, at least dapat one guard per floor yung mag-cover nung uh, hallway. So it could be inferred from the testimony of Shang's security officer na talagang naging negligent sila in providing adequate security. Such negligence is the proximate cause which set the chain of events that led to the eventual demise of Christian Harper. Kasi daw, had there been reasonable security precautions, the same could have saved Christian Harper from a brutal death. In the end, The Supreme Court enunciated na ang hotel business, like common carrier's business, is imbued with public interest. Catering to the public, hotel uh, hotel keepers are bound to provide not only lodging for the hotel guest, but also security to their persons and belongings. Those are the twin duty constituting the essence of the hospitality or hotel business. Kaya naman, the Supreme Court entirely concurred with the finding and conclusion of the Court of Appeals and orders Shangri-La to pay the cost of suit to the heirs of Christian Harper. Hey there, this is Nikki Torres. Check out Chief Best Friends, a podcast for work besties everywhere. If you've ever wondered whether business and friendship can mix, then this show is for you. This is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia.
Wow, what a cool show. May yes, pa-commercial nice. na tayo, Courtmates. And don't forget pala to support other amazing podcasts yeah. from Podcast Network Asia. And syempre, vote for us on Podcast Awards 2021 because we are nominated under True Crime and People's Choice Awards category. Oh, and the first Filipino. Oh, no, the only Filipino show. The first. Malay namin kung may nauna pa. Pero this year, we're the only Filipino show to be nominated. Now, back to regular programming. Ikaw ba, Teo? If you were part of the Supreme Court, will you dissent or concur? Nakakaloka yung dissent and concur. Insight lang tayo, Te. Ano ba? Well, I concur naman generally sa ruling. Pero siguro may personal insights lang. Um, sana hindi automatically pag may nangyari sa hotel, whatever that is, kasalanan agad ng hotel. I mean, travelers and guests should also be responsible with their own actions and exercise due diligence among themselves. Minsan kasi naaabuso ng guests eh. Like, um, minsan uh, kahit nawalan ka sa labas or nanakawan ka sa labas ng hotel, sa hotel pa din nila sinisisi so they can claim damages. Or may mga times na yung uh, guests carelessly invites strangers to their room, di ba? Magwawalwal sa hotel. Diba? Paano naman ma-check ng hotel lahat ng companions nila, ba? Offensive naman to us na kung papasok ka with a stranger, tatanungin, uh, excuse me po sir, ma'am, asawa niyo po ba yan? O hooker po, diba? I mean, hotel personnel don't do that. Siguro yung mga ganong instance, parang for me, uh, siguro yes, hotel should employ extraordinary care to its guest, but guests and fellow travelers don't take it naman as blanket license against the hotel. At the end of the day, we're all just trying to make a living here. So, just, uh, siguro, just be fair to the hotel businesses. Ikaw ba, Oj? Since nag-concur ka, ako, Descent. hindi, simpleng insight lang si share ko. <laughs> More of questions siguro, like, to what extent kaya dapat i-exercise ng mga hotels yung sinasabing reasonable care for the safety and comfort of the guest? Kasi, syempre, yung mga guests, most of them, if not all, would like their privacy respected. Uh, when they go to hotels, most of them would like to be left alone. Except, syempre, pag need, you, need nila yung assistance mo. Siguro, ito yung nakikita kong challenge for hotels. How do they strike a balance between safety and privacy? I'm not sure if there's a certain criteria on this since di naman ako hotel expert. But one thing's for sure, that hotels, whether what's a star category, uh, category pa yan, they carry a big responsibility towards their guests from a simple assistance and lalo na to the preservation of their lives. Tama, totally agree. But before we end, we would just like to shout out dan JC Gregorio. He's one of the avid listeners now of our show, Oj. Nice. And also, Ke and Brian D for sending over their voice messages via Anchor. Thank you so much. Courtmates, we want you to be part of our show. Share with us your insights on this case or let us know what cases you would like us to chica for our next episode. If you guys like our podcast, please don't forget to subscribe for free on Spotify or whatever you're listening to right now. You can also watch the audiogram version of this podcast on Facebook and YouTube. Again, this is Oj and Theo leaving you with a reminder to always look back in history because precedence shall rule the future. Thanks again for listening and we'll see, see you again, again in, in the, the courtroom. courtroom. Bye!
The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Thing.